Everything that I read and hear around Agave Spirits these days suggests that the people and places that sustain this heritage are at risk. It is clear to me that we are at a time that if we don't do something, there may be a day when homogeneity will take over. The days of thinking about the possibilities brought by the ample agave diversity will be gone and we'll end up with something as boring as the Cavendish banana. At the same time, there are many ways to resist, to promote change and to make people care deeply about mezcal and the artisans that make it. While reading Binnick's essays, I found an approach that seemed way more effective than the usual hostility or mockery that I get to see in this industry. So without further ado, let's talk about happiness. Hello everyone, this is Heritage Mescal again. I am Chava Perivan, your host, and I am here with Binik Jure. Welcome, Binik. Jure or Jure? Jure. Jure. Messed it up, absolutely. I am sorry. <laughs> and that's okay. However so, you want. Okay, so we made one first episode, and now I wanted to talk to you about something that I I found a few paragraphs infiltrated in some of the essays that you write that had a consistent line. And if people don't know it, you have a blog called Expresiones Bioculturales. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. You, they can find it in expresiones.bio. Bio. Bio. Expressions.bio. Mm -hmm. Correct. So I, 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 I did make my homework and Thank I you. went through <laughs> all of your essays. And it was. Oh, not all of them, I hope. Uh, unfortunately, I did all of them. You've changed. Your style has changed. You have grown. You have evolved. And <laughs> <laughs> congratulations. But there was this idea that I kept on finding that it was so like, I think when a lot of people think about preserving a culture or cultural aspects of a place, say wine in France or a glass blowing in Czechoslovakia or Czech Republic or, you know, whatever you want. I think like sometimes if you think about like sort of how UNESCO thinks, is this heritage of humanity, like little treasures that without them we will lose a lot of beauty and knowledge and whatnot. But something that I kept on finding in the way you write was the word happiness. And it, it was interesting to me that a lot of the ways in which you were framing things, it was not necessarily if we lose the knowledge around milpa or about corn or about mezcal yes obviously we're gonna be losing a lot of knowledge but most importantly we are going to be missing a relationship with the land a relationship with the food and a relationship amongst people that eventually its biggest reason or why we care about it it's happiness would you agree with this or am i just inventing stuff Well, first for doing your homework, <laughs> Thing, uh, because that is uh, very sweet in this case, because you read some of the essays and I mean, I do write for people to read those. I, I will hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thank you for reading them, for reading those. And yes, I believe right now we speak a lot about sustainability, about 
um, regeneration. Well, why are you making that face? Regeneration is fine. That's cool. Yeah, everything <laughs> is cool. Everything is cool. But I think those are becoming words that are too dogmatic mm. and they don't really go to the essence or profound it, profoundness of what we're trying to achieve. Mm. Uh, because uh, I was reading the ISO 14, not, I don't know what, <laughs> about sustainability. And they said like sustainability is economical sustainability, um, social sustainability. And it's like if it was a recipe and if you are good into the economics, then you are living in a good society. And the thing is that it is very nuanced. And as we were speaking in the past episode, and I think happiness is where we should be moving forward and All of us, we define in a very subjective way our own happiness, but we need to to be finding those ways to Because be I, happy. Because I think a, an important nuance in the way you describe this and why I believe you choose agriculture, craft, and other of the areas that you explore to talk about happiness is that I think in we were educated, I think you and I, we were educated to succeed. Mm -hmm. to become hard workers, to become smarter than our peers, to become more special, uh, you know, louder, bigger, faster than our peers. And therefore, we'll be, end up making $100K a year. We'll have our Labrador hour. We'll have our house, our house with a pool. And then we'll be as happy as a clam. Mm -hmm. But I think what you suggest is that there are ways in which you're not exceptional. You are part of a larger community. And within that larger community, you have precise functions mm -hmm. or, precise, uh, or a precise place, but your exceptionality or, or your value is not linked and being faster, bigger, smarter than the others. It's that you are able to, to build with them. Yeah. But Or I don't know if, if that's accurate. No, exactly. As we were talking before about this use value, you are important because you actually provide a, a lot of utility towards your community. And also we, don't, we shouldn't forget that, or I try not to forget that when I talk about happiness, I also want to talk about contextual happiness within a community. Mm. Because right now with all these movements of... Uh, trauma and I need to be better myself. We are individualizing ourselves. And I guess this is the what I have learned in many different uh, places where I've been with a lot of people where they are, they are, they are in, in a lot of places. I don't want to say that every place, uh, mm. rural population is perfect. I, oh, no, no, they can be a mess. I yeah, mean, yeah, they like can they, they, they can, yeah, <laughs> so for, for sure. But one can take the good things from many people that you that you go with and you find that people are have a good role in their mm. in in these places and sometimes and, and I wrote in an essay from this guy called Grimaldo Rengifo in per, in the Peruvian mountains he wrote he writes that the purpose of it all is to be happy and I just uh, another quick anecdote I I'm not with a job right now for uh, for about two months, and I've been looking uh, how to write my resume again, and you know these things. Get yeah, your you you can use this as your headshot. <laughs> we'll take some yeah yeah please with a pipe and. Uh... <laughs> and I was looking at the tips, and they were 
awful. <laughs> like, just, well, well, where were you looking? Uh, like, like, like in LinkedIn? Or? Like you were like you were saying, like you should put your LinkedIn. Like if you are this and this and that, and making oneself more competitive than your next partner. But the truth is that we are not better than our next. Well, it depends. People. It depends. But yeah, de no, I'm, I'm messing with you. Well, but. but Yeah, yeah, they make us believe that we have more attributes to be, to outcompete our community, and I believe that is full of crap. <laughs> well, it's it's funny to me. The, I don't know if you know this guy. Uh, it's a philosopher called Richard Sennett, which mm -hmm. uh, wrote this beautiful book, The Craftsman, and uh, he is a philosopher of work. And his biggest area of interest these days, or well, I don't know, I haven't read him in a while, but it's everybody that has a job that is not exceptional. He says, like, we spend millions and millions and millions of dollars in Stanford and MIT and all these places to create a unicorn company. And then what happens with nurses? What happens with drivers? Mm -hmm. What happens with all of these people that we've been calibrating their everyday life to feel like they're completely disposable. I mean, they're useful, mm -hmm. but they're disposable. Yes. And I think that something that I that I find powerful in in some of the, again, not in everyone, but in some of these rural places, is there is a, even, and I'm saying even, even, even if your job is as simple as cutting agave, which, good Lord, you need <laughs> a tremendous amount of specialization yeah. to know even what to cut how to cut it, how to carry it. And I mean, not to ruin it after it's been growing for like 12, 15, 20 mm -hmm. years. There is like a complexity link to even the easier things because you're creating complex products. Mm -hmm. So every, even the most humble job, it's complex. Yeah, super specialized. Where he were in, I, I think like in, and that gives you happiness, right? Because you're the coolest kid that understands that and, and you're like, go there and, and it's not like you're not out competing, but mm -hmm. you are a great example of what you learn with mm -hmm. others. I, I find it more like, you, I don't know if uh, this is something that you did a lot when, when you were a child, but just like when you were playing Policios y Ladrones, mm -hmm. <laughs> like it, it was interesting because you were part of the thieves or the police. And then with your friends, you were all trying to escape or trying to catch at the same time. Mm -hmm. And of course, there was someone that was faster. Yeah. But, but it was like, it, it was quite a good cheeky teamwork. A community um, effort. Yeah. So so I, I think there was like that, that like shared happiness of succeeding. And there was not only like one guy that, that made it happen. Yeah, totally. The, this makes me think about how... In the modern globalized uh, societies, we are striving for fame. We are striving for success, as you Come said. Come on, minute. We're in front of Hello? rather expensive cameras with very expensive microphones. So yes, yeah, that happens. So, uh, <laughs> so we're doing that. Hello, again. <laughs> hello, everyone. <laughs> uh, but I need. We need to exercise our right to be a common person. And to be happy as that, because as you were saying, these common uh, uh, jobs, like to be a, a taxi driver, like you use a taxi driver just as a medium for, an, for a goal to get somewhere, but you don't care about who he is, how he is. 
And with Agave, the same, you mentioned it, right? And I think there is still a racist and classist mentality to not care about those, peop those people. And for the companies hiring people in, make, to make these exercises, they are actually just putting their eyes at the maestro or maestra mescalera, and then everybody else is treated like crap. <laughs> and I well, hate this. Well, I mean... And, and I'm happy you touched. I mean, I'm happy you touched on, on this nuance of happiness, uh -huh. uh, because I believe that, ex like exactly that. I think the just this denomination of maestro mescalero, it's it's almost a. I mean, I, I, I'm I understand why it exists. This product has been devaluated for so long. I mean, I was talking with Felix from Quish. He's saying like, I you remember what? Well, maybe you were not there when we were super young, but. When I was like maybe 19, we'll go there. He will serve you full glasses at 20 pesos. Mm -hmm. And if you were too drunk and you will spill it, he will like fill it again for free because, okay, you were too drunk, just spilled it. So you have a product that had, that was really hard to make, that was expensive to make, and nobody was paying. So, of course, I think there was all like all these self defense mechanisms of we need to change the price of this thing. And I think one of those self-defense mechanisms was the instauration or the implementation of the Maestro Mescalero, which comes, I think, Oaxaca is a place where there's a significant amount of artists. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, you know, like Toledo, all these guys, everybody called them maestros forever. Mm -hmm. Like all the painters, all the artists of Oaxaca, they were never called artists. You will never say el artista Toledo. You will always say maestro Toledo, eh, maestro Tamayo. So I think like there was a trend, and they were saying that they were very successful. So I think there was like this translation of saying we can use the same language for the maestro. But I think what happened is it didn't keep on evolving, right? I think like now... And even myself, I, I will be, you know, when I first started going to, to the Palenques, I definitely thought it was, you know, the imagination, the mind of one person. But now we understand that without a full community, without a full team, that doesn't exist. But what will be your, your suggestion on this one? Like, how do you think, like, what will be the language or how, how to name this? Because I've been thinking about this a lot and mm -hmm. I just quite can't come with a solution. I think right now, Even in Mexico, we are not like divided into parties, right? Into conservatives or liberals. We have a huge mess, sort of a mess, messy. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, but still we can find really conservative discourse within people that think of themselves more free and more, uh, they, they try to give right to people. But I think like the concept maestro, for example, sometimes it might get too conservative. Like, oh, it's a fixed term. You or you are the maestro because that. And it's like, it's always evolving, as you're saying. And at the beginning, you said something very, very uh, useful and very, very cool. Because oh, I think that's the right way to put it. It's that we live in a set of relations, We live in a process. We don't live uh, through events uh, in which I'm cultivating like this, but rather I think I, I need to see it into, I am cultivating these relations hmm. for the soil, for the landscape, with my coworkers, with the people I hire, because still you can find hierarchical structures within anarchism or, or other societies that I would tend to agree more with. Hmm. But... 
there is another set of relations that you try to support and then that you need to have joyful experiences to to be able to to really know and feel what, why you're doing it yeah and it's you know like I, i used to make the the example of the difference between using a taona and using a hand mill is it was the difference for me of a jazz drummer and a sound machine You know, where when you're milling by hand, like you have full control of the touch of how much you think, how much you want those fibers to to separate, how you how much you want to how much you do want extract from the pulp. And I think a lot of the reasons why, you know, like people don't graduate to other technologies in in agave spirits and many other products of Mexico is because they don't want to make people useless <laughs> in a way they want they want to keep these relationships between them amongst them and, and with the materials complex yeah otherwise you become the video that we all seen in like man, man, industrial manufacturing lines where yeah for for sure i've heard that reference by doing ethnographic work is like oh just by having people mashing by hand i can provide another work And they do so because they actually care for this guy because he was his neighbor or her neighbor, his cousin, her cousin, and not in the industrial societies in UK in the 1800s. In Mexico, right? come on, it's not in like, Mex come on, in Tijuana, like we don't have to go that far away. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah not that far away, but the, kind of that's the origin, like, the, yeah, like yeah, in yeah, big yeah. cities, we're moving to big cities, so I don't know you, so because I don't know you, I don't care about you. So I think that this sense of happiness actually uh, provides a lot of structure to what to the things that we want to do and how we want to do them to make them and my last question Benek and it's a personal one you don't have to answer it <laughs> do you remember when have you extracted the most happiness in the context of mezcal was it drinking a mezcal was it on a visit what, what is your memory of yeah like this is what I want to do for life this, this is this is feeling every crevice of my heart uh -huh. Right now, I don't have a, a job. <laughs> and Unemployment is the most happiness you've ever had. <laughs> and, it's, and it's painful, really, because I don't have a lot of uh, resources. But I'm, I'm having a good time. And to, to finish quickly oh, yeah, uh, with, with another thing is that right now there's this book, uh, well, for many, for many years ago, Joyful Militancy. Hmm. Uh, it's just translated into Spanish. And it's like... You see so many times militants that are very, very mad. Yeah, I hate and that. And it's ecological people, ecologists. Uh, Right-wingers. Right-wingers, <laughs> yeah, left-wingers. Like yeah, you, you, you have, you have the, the whole spectrum. Yeah, And they will push the button to kill somebody else that will push the button for, for somebody else yeah. to kill, right? And it's like, for me, it, it doesn't make sense. It's like, you are so mad at people, so you mm. would... Take them away of your of your panorama of your landscape because the world is not perfect enough if they are they still exist within it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like for me, joyful militancy would mean something like. And right now that we see a lot of cancel cancel culture and th stuff like that, it's like we need to be more compassive with our own errors because we know we have faulted a lot of time a broken, lot of times fundamentally broken yeah <laughs> mezcal digger <he's>... mezcal digger 
<laughs> so I think we need to behave like that also with, with other people and to experience joy every time, even in, in bad times like uh, unemployment or uh, Or, or drinking tequila. Or even... <laughs> I don't know. Come on. I mean, if, you, if we're going to talk about fundamental radical empathy... Drinking you're, industrial... You're saying drinking... Uh, but I would say I wouldn't drink tequila because my good friends are related to mezcal. So... But I wouldn't uh, cancel somebody for drinking... Or for making it. For making it, for relating to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just, just to... And, and I, I fully agree with you. I uh, I mean, I've been angry about things in my life. Obviously, mm -hmm. I was a teenager. You were a teenager. Exactly. Uh, happily, we graduated from such uh, strong feelings. But yeah, I think it's a lot harder to try to find these ways of radical empathy mm -hmm. with people that are doing things that you don't approve. And in a way, I think that's why rural society, it's, it's tends to be so complex because a lot of times you cannot abandon the town. Mm -hmm. You may hate the guts of this other person, but you depend on them. You depend as a community. And it's funny, right? Because people f you use the word community and there's usually a happy connection to community. Mm -hmm. But Pueblo Chico Infierno Grande. Yeah, exactly. Small town, big hell. So it's not like it doesn't come with a lot of tensions and complexities. We're not talking about everybody's always happy. But I guess the how I like to say it, it's in the end, when you add everything up, It makes sense. For sure. Uh, a community is something you have to... Right now, also because of this trauma culture and psychology, it says you have to do the work. But I try to put another name into this label and it's you have to live. <laughs> you have to live as happily as you can to... At the same time, doing that work, but it doesn't have to be this complex work. It's You have to take it in other ways to know that it's the way to to walk together hmm. with other people. And I think just as a, at least this is the last thing that I will say, I think that it's definitely harder if everything about around you is very ugly. But in these places, what is really cool is... I mean, the best tortillas, the best soup of chayote that I've had in my life. Like, you tend to have so much beauty at your fingertips mm -hmm. that I think that I think that it makes it a lot easier. Because at the end of the day, you just fought, shouted, hated everyone. You're going to sit down. You're going to drink something amazing. You're mm -hmm. going to eat something amazing. Okay, you know what? It's not so bad. It's not so That's bad. <laughs> well, Vinic, thank you very much. Cheers again. Thank you, Chava. Cheers. Amanos for happiness. I've been visiting Guadalajara quite a bit lately, and it surprises me without end all the new projects that emerge almost out of nowhere. From design to bars and restaurants, there is always something new to visit. This time I decided to take a mezcal vacation for a day and visited Almacén de Botellas in La Colonia Americana. There, slowly but surely, I went through almost all the lineup of Cerveceria Porfirio. I've been known to be a basic silly IPA lover, so I can confidently say that I enjoy their IPAs, but their Indian Pale Ale, made in collaboration with the Café Stellar Gang, really made my eyes pop. In short, if you've been drinking way too many agave spirits while visiting Jalisco, I very much recommend taking some beer holidays at El Almacén. Oh, and their black garlic sando is also a true beauty, in case you'd like to have a bite. All sounds in the music were crafted by Roy Sierra, 
Stay happy y nos vemos al rato.